So the mic's good. Is mine on? Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. <clears throat> <Ready>? <clears throat> <clears throat> La 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 la. <laughs> what the fuck? How am I supposed to do this? You guys are not professional. You're not. Three, two, one, go. Welcome to the shit show. <laughs> it is episode two, yeah. season 10. The show must go on. One of the episodes that we wanted was to go over the 10 things that she has learned in the 10 shows that she has done. And today's episode is sponsored by... <laughs> I'm practicing. He's on a fucking roll today. I am practicing. Number one. Welcome to episode one yes. of our new show. She is Laís and I am the coach. And that is the name of our show. If there's ever been a time for personal bubble, then it is. We will always stay true to what we do. So doing is going to get you to the next place. Okay. Throw the list away. What? It's only a matter of time before you came. <laughs> you can look way better than you it used to. Such a great experience. Oh, like it knows everything you've given. <laughs> <laughs> you you Showing curiosity. What if it actually works? I've been chopped it out. Come on, persona. One hundred percent. An extra fight in city right now. Sure sometimes it is yeah. a member. Welcome, everybody. Peace out, everybody. Welcome, everybody, to Lais and the Coach. It is finally time for episode number two. Oh, my God. <laughs> it is season 10. How and many we... weeks did it take us? The six weeks. We promised to, del <coughs> to deliver <coughs> six episodes. We're also a rocky start here today. <laughs> Woo! I'm crying. I had a chewable vitamin C. Yeah, and then he started making a bunch of jokes, and I was crying laughing. But here we are. Welcome to the shit show. <laughs> it is episode two. Yes. Season 10. And we are actually dropping this episode and another one right away. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so we will be three out of six ASAP. <clears throat> wow, that really got to me. Yeah. It's all good, You're people. Like the show microphone. must go on. That's the way it is. Sometimes things happen and you just got to keep going. Are you okay? Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Guys, if you watched the first episode of season 10, mm -hmm. we made some announcements on some of the things that we wanted to cover this season. Mm -hmm. And one mm -hmm. of the things that we talked about was Lais had just finished competing in her 10th show. And one of the episodes that we wanted was to go over the 10 things that she has learned in the 10 shows that she has done. And I'm sure we'll probably go over 10, but... <laughs> There's probably like 500 things we've learned in the right. last 10 shows. But, but we wanted to, you know, I want to do it for two reasons. Okay. This no. was his idea, by the way. <laughs> Number one, I wanted to share some of the fundamental things that a competitor that's done 10 shows picks up along the way. Mm. But number two, it is always important to share some of the things that you've learned, some of the mistakes that you've made for the potential competitor or the new competitor um, so that they honestly just don't go through the same things that, that we went through, right? Isn't that why books are written? Yeah. 
right? And you know what the thing is too, like as I'm looking at this list, because we do have a list, like none of this I set out to achieve. Meaning like none of the lessons that we learned is why I set out to compete the very first time or why I kept competing. Because a lot of times I feel like all of the lessons that you get from big goals or from journeys or insert thing, whatever yours is, do come along the way without you even expecting or, or trying to find them. Right. right. Like they just happen. Right. And I think that if we can share anything and it helps even Anyone. one person, yeah, I think totally. that that's good. So yeah. let's dive into today's episode. Uh, and today's episode is sponsored by... <laughs> I'm practicing. He's on a fucking roll today. I am practicing. You yeah. got to speak it into existence. Uh, 100% right? Okay. Who's, who's, who's sponsored by? Coca-Cola. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, Lord. Specifically, Coke Zero uh, is sponsoring today's episode. Okay. I like that. Right? Coke Zero. Coke Zero. <laughs> Even though we drink Pepsi Zero, but okay. <laughs> no, but I like Coke Zero in the, in the plastic do. bottle. You do. Yeah. We drink both. We drink both. Okay. Anyway, 10 things that she has learned in 10 shows. Number one, so the, sorry, the way we're going to do this is she's going to share and then we're just going to talk about it. Yeah. Okay. Number okay. one. Number one. Also, are these in descending order? Like. I don't think that they're in order. Because we can't be like the number one thing we've learned. Yeah. I think no, no, they're no. all very. Okay. They're great. all pretty much equally important. Some a little bit. And again, it depends on the person. Okay. So let's right? not go with number 10. So, let's just go. Number one. Number one. In no particular order. In no particular order. So this order. now on stage. Top right. five in no particular order. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Number one. There's a little tip. When you're on stage, they will say top five in no particular order. Mm -hmm. Top 10 in no particular order. Top five in no particular order. The only particular order is one, two, and three. Or three, two, one. Okay. okay. First thing, not number one. Best episode ever. <laughs> <laughs> you need to do this for you. Yes. I don't think that I actually... I think that I knew that going into my first show. But I think that it got lost, or I know that, that it got lost for quite a few shows in between there before I got back to that. Um, you need to do this for you, period. Like that, to me, it's the first one, but it's also like top five. I think, that, <laughs> I think it's normal for one of the things that we tell people when they're doing their first show is always that the goal is always to see it through, right? To get there. Totally. And that once the show is over, you're going to feel one of two things. You're either going to say, cool, I'm glad it's over. I'm happy I did it. Enjoyed mm -hmm. it. Didn't enjoy it. Whatever. Bucket list. Um, but then two, you turn around and be like, wow, that was freaking epic. Can't wait to do it again. Yes. I think it's in those moments that along the way, um, people kind of lose, lose sight of the reason why they decided to do this in the first place. All the time. And get caught up in a bunch of other things that have mm. nothing to do with why they started yes and have nothing to do with themselves you are the one that has to eat the food you are the one that has to go work out you are the one that's going to be on stage you are the one that does this yes so it always has to be about you yes my opinion just like judges have opinions right because that's how you're judged opinions my opinion is that if you get to that moment where you've put in weeks and weeks and weeks of work and you feel good about what you did and then showtime comes and 
the combination of people that decide who's in what place don't align with you, you should still feel good about what you did. Yes. Because this is for you. Yes. I think a lot of times the obvious one is that you stop doing it for you and you start doing it for placements, right? You start doing it to place or to win or you get <clears> super competitive. And listen, there is absolutely nothing wrong with wanting an outcome and there's absolutely nothing wrong with being competitive. There is a lot wrong with that superseding it being for you, right? They can coexist. For sure. But they have to coexist. And people don't realize how much they start to put other things as the most important thing versus like their anchor, which should be like, I do this for me, right? So I have a whole post actually that I'm writing about why I do it, right? So like, why do I do it? And whatever my reasons are, those need to be like at the forefront. Like those need to be like, like just the staple. Those are the anchor and everything else comes after that, right? And so a lot of times people get caught up in placing and winning in making sure that their coach is proud or in making sure that, you know, maybe they're trying to stick it to their spouse. Like there's so many reasons why people do this, right? And anything that you get caught up in that isn't your anchor or your thing is going to be a waste of time if it's costing you energy and if it's costing you peace and if it's costing you happiness. So it doesn't matter who's stepping on stage next to you. It doesn't matter if they're posting you on Instagram or not. It doesn't matter if you place first or 50th, right? Like none of it should matter. It all can have a certain level of importance for the person for based sure. on where they are. But at the end of the day, you have to do it for you and everything else is at the bottom of that list. 100%. Number two. You can't compare where you are at every moment of every show to where you've been in the past. I bet you thought I was going to say to everybody else. That was a good one. Yeah. So we wrote these together like a little while back, but. Say it again so that. You can't compare where you are at every moment of every show to where you've been in the past. I bet you thought I was going to say to everybody else. So everyone knows that they shouldn't compare themselves to anybody else. I know that that's what we're doing up there, right? Ultimately, everyone is side by side being judged and compared next to each other, which back to point number one, which is why it's important you do it for you because you really can't control anybody else. You can't control the person next to you and you can't control the judge's thoughts or feelings or opinions, right? So you have to do it for you, but you can't compare where you are to where you were before. Do you want to elaborate on that for us as a coach? You know... Again, there are, there are different phases to all of it. And I'll speak to, I'll speak to the person getting ready for the first time. And then I'll speak to the, the seasoned competitor. A lot of times you haven't had the identity shift yet. Mm -hmm. And you don't realize that your body is changing or going in the direction of where you want it because you are gauging where you are right now or where you've been in the past. Yes. And the work that you are doing day in and day out, it is what leads you to the outcome. Mm -hmm. It's what gets you there. But along the way, just like anybody else, you start to have, you know, self-doubt or self-talk mm -hmm. uh, about where you are not yet. And it all has to do with gauging where you've been. Yes. I've tried a diet before. I've tried to work out before. Every time I do something three weeks later, I quit. Insert thing. Mm -hmm. So you shouldn't be using that past version of you to gauge where you are now. Correct. 
because you are working towards something that if you are doing this for the first time, you've never done. So you don't have a reference point. Yes. It is the equivalent of saying, I would like to go to Istanbul and you've never been. Oh, that's random as fuck. Right? Okay. How are you, you could see it in the books. You could, people read books on the IG. People only see Instagram. You could see pictures of Istanbul on Instagram. You could watch videos. Uh, you could talk to people that have been there, mm -hmm. but until you are there, breathing the air, touching the floor, smelling the smells, you have no idea what's going on. Mm -hmm. So it is important that you stay connected to that. Mm -hmm. For the person that's done shows in the past, as your body progresses, I think it is easy to start judging how you felt at other times of other preps mm -hmm. and compare to how you feel currently. Yep. Life is different at all times. Show number three for her, right? We had a whirlwind of things happening personally, um, including like how we were going to get to the show because I had to teach classes. She had to take a train. Like we like had to navigate around food. Like that has absolutely nothing to do with our most recent one in LA, yeah. right? So you can't compare prep to prep. You can't compare body to body. You can't compare experience to experience. What you can do is say, did I make improvements? Right. Right? Because that's ultimately what you're looking right. for. And not just in the physique, in the way that you prepped, right? For sure. All of it. All of it can be quantified and measured. Yes. Do I look different? Do I look better? Do I look fuller? Do I look tighter? Do I look more muscular? Do I feel better? Do I have more energy? Did yep. I stress less? Did I take better care of my health along the way? Are my joints healthy? Insert yardstick that you want to use to measure. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of ways to quantify improvement. Yes. What you can't do is stay stuck mm -hmm. in what you think was your best or worst look and compare it to the now yeah. because every time you compete it is a different version of you yes and i'd like to add to that that 10 preps in i have yet to have two preps that are the same they're always different because i'm different my body is different life is different everything is different every time and all of my preps have been back to back so it's not like i did a show and then i did another show two years later like I have done show after show after show i mean the longest break we took was during covid but that's just because you know we had to but it was show after show after show. My first year, I did two shows. My second year, I did three shows. Like every few months, I've done shows. And it's they're never the same. They're just not. And that's one. And the second part is that your mind will play tricks on you. And anyone that's competed will attest to that. And a lot of times, the feeling of this time, this time my last prep, I was leaner. This time my last prep, I was lighter on the scale. This time my last prep, this or that, 99% of the time are not real. Right. If you actually go back, like this time your last prep, look at this picture. You were not leaner. You were not tighter. You were, maybe the scale was different, but you know, the goal was to put on some size. So insert reason. So comparing any previous prep, or like you said, if someone's doing it for the first time, comparing it to anything before is completely pointless. The goal has to be that I go all in on this and have I made improvements in the way that I'm prepping. Maybe you prepped and you, for me, and I'll speak for myself. I suck at water, 
right? So it's like, okay, this prep, I'm going to make sure that I'm really solid with my water, obviously on top of everything else. But what do I want to do better this time around? And that really should be the only gauge. I think even the way you wrote that, like compare where you are every moment of every show to where you where you have been in the past. Mm -hmm. It's like, even as a mom, right? Junior's a different kid. Oh my God, like every fucking day. Than he was for show two or three or one. Our life. We've moved. We've right. like, there's so many things that are different. Bree was a different kid. Bree yeah. is a different kid. Uh, it's very different and it's impossible to gauge and try to control things that are different. Yes. You know, and yes. say and say that this was or was not the reason something was or was not better or worse. Yeah. And a lot yeah. of times we hold on to things because of where we were in that moment. Like I feel like I held on to show number three. Like that was my best physique. Like I did so many, I did a few shows after that and was like, that was still my best. That was still my best. And it really wasn't. When you look at pictures, it was just, that was my best experience mm -hmm. based on where I was and how much work I had put in and the mm -hmm. kind of weekend I had. Right. So right. it's like, I held on to it because that's how it felt. Feelings right. are very real. Right. And so that's one part. And then the other part really is like, we say it all the time when somebody gets to you know, the stage or even prior to that inside of their journey, if they're not feeling good about where they're at, a lot of times it has nothing to do with how they look and everything to do with how they're prepping or what they're doing or not doing. But unfortunately it spills over. Yes. So those feelings. I did, but luckily the, so we just, there's a storm outside. There's let me, let me bring the, the people dog in. The is freaking out. Let me bring <laughs> the people in for those of you watching and also for those we're of like, you. I'm not even going to flinch here. Listening. There is a storm outside. Yep. And the lights flickered, but luckily the devices that we are recording on are not connected to the electricity. So, electricity. so, so if the power goes, <laughs> the show goes on. The show must go We on. will record in the dark. Fuck yeah. We'll bring some candles. All right. Point number three. My period. No. Posing matters so much more than everybody thinks. I was going to say your period. Your period. <laughs> You want to do that first? Sure, since I said it. Period. Period. Not a... But your menstrual cycle. Oh, man. There is so much I can say about this. Yes. Here's our philosophy. I don't really care what anybody We're talking else. about the menstrual cycle. The menstrual. The menstrual. The menstruals. Let, me, let me do some check marks here. Okay, go. Here's my thought. If all of these things that we are doing are good, Right. If you're mm -hmm. exercising and eating in a way that supports your health and your fitness, mm -hmm. then by definition, there should be improvements in your health and your fitness. Mm -hmm. Now, there it is not a secret that getting very lean, stage lean, is not a natural state. Right. And it is also not something that you can live in 24-7. That would be lovely, though. But... If you give yourself enough time and you have enough room to navigate through all of the changes that your body goes through, then you can get very lean in a safe way, healthy. in a healthy way, so much so that your hormonal fluctuations can improve. Uh, and all of the things that are attached to this process can impact your health in a positive way. Most, should impact most of the time people talk about all of the negative things that come with a goal like this right 
one of the things that we never discuss, and I doubt that it is on the list, is that she is a natural competitor, and all of our athletes are natural competitors. Every single one of them. And along the way, we have seen nothing but positive markers on everyone's health as a result of this goal. Yes. So not only are the people that we are putting on stage transformed and looking the best they look, but they are feeling the best they have felt. It doesn't matter. And their body is functioning the best it has. And at the end of the day, once you leave the stage, you get to go home with you. So our opinion is that you may as, might as well go home with a healthier version of you, not a sick one. Yes. If you know anything about bodybuilding or competitions or any of that stuff, you know that this can be a very unhealthy goal. A lot of times people say, oh, that federation's unhealthy. It's not a federation, right? And it's not a coach. It's a style of coaching. It's a way of doing this. It is not the way we do it. You say it all the time. The health and health and fitness is lost way too often. We say it in all of our consultations. It is the most ridiculous thing to be up on a stage looking amazing and being all fucked up inside. No fucking way I'm going to do that. So that. I'm a mom. I'm right. a wife. I'm a, like, I have work to do. Like, no, there's no amount of looking good. That's worth sacrificing your health. It should be the opposite. It right. should be enhancing your health. So the period one's one that we wanted to talk about because inside of all of these years and all of these shows, I have never missed a period. If anything, one of the things that we found is how much better my periods are. Less bloating. Less bloat. No bloating, really. Uh, no pain. No pain. Like, no discomfort. Once you put your body in that kind of place. No, uh, I was going to say emotional fluctuations. Not that you ever have those anyway. I'm not crazy. No. We've never talked about this. We're doing it live for the first time. Am I a crazy bitch, PMS? <laughs> no. No, every day. <laughs> I don't need my period for that. <laughs> so I've had... And I noticed this because this last show that I did, mm -hmm. I was like, oh my God, like this is the best period ever. Because here's the thing about doing multiple shows. A lot of things you don't catch. You start to catch different things inside of different preps based on where you are, who you are, right? All of the lessons that you learn, all the things that you notice. You don't notice everything, every prep or the first prep. You start to notice different things. So this last prep, I really noticed how the period didn't affect anything. My weight didn't go up. I didn't bloat. I didn't, I wasn't uncomfortable. I didn't have any cramps. It was light. Like everything was perfect. And I think that, uh, I want to piggyback on what you just said about your weight. And I also want to go into the next yeah, two before I figured, we go back. I figured. Her weight hasn't fluctuated in 10 years. Well, let's just go back to junior in eight. Eight years. Right. Since my son was born. She is within two or three pounds all the time, all the time. Now, if you guys are followers of the show, then you may or may not know that we like food. A little bit. We like to go out. We like to eat out from we time like to adult time. beverages. From time to time, seven days a week. <laughs> so I like adult I'm beverages. not I'm not gonna go out on a limb and say that what we do is different, but what we do is different. Fuck yeah. Because if you add up all of the things that we do, all of the outings, all of the meals, all of the stuff mathematically for her weight to be within two pounds, not just hers, Bree's back there recording. Bree's too. So many people. Most of the people that I coach mm -hmm. inside of that. We don't that do frame. 10, 20 pound off season, build season. No one needs to gain that and That's not a jab at anybody. Everybody it's can, just not what we do. People do jab at the way we do things all the time. I don't give a fuck. People do jab at us. <laughs> I don't but care. I'm not, but I'm like, not going to jab back at you. can't eat like that. Like, yes, you can. I am not turning the cheek. You sit the other one. I'm just not going to jab back at you. 
because I, I believe that you probably wish you could. Mm -hmm. But the reason that you don't has nothing to do with a lack of understanding of food, probably a lack of understanding of something else. So not only great periods mm -hmm. and not only non-missed periods, which is a common question, and not only is everybody natural, we have had, you have made a lot of people, a lot of women pregnant. Not like that. That didn't sound you like You have that. helped people with, they have become so healthy yes. that they have gotten pregnant while prepping. For sure. Which if you know nothing about bodybuilding, look into how hormonally taxing a process like this can be. For sure. And we've had people of all ages, of all different places in their life, be pregnant either during a prep, at the end of the prep, on stage, like it's happened because why? Because your body is in such a healthy place that your body is able to do something like that, yep. even inside of a prep. So that's really important. I think it is. I think it matters. At, at least it does to us. Skin. Skin. Talk about your skin. My skin. Okay. Yeah. So let's go back to also to Junior. We've done episodes on this. I've talked about it on Instagram. If you don't know, it's been a freaking battle. I was going to say lifelong, but the truth is that it's not lifelong. My skin battle started right before, right when I gave birth, right? Mm -hmm. I think I had always attributed it to hormones because I was on birth control for 10 years prior to getting pregnant. And then once I had junior, I just had the worst acne. Like I sometimes see pictures. I'm like, it looks like chicken pox. Like I was just everywhere and I couldn't get it under control. Like I've never really been able to get it. It's gotten so much better over the years. I've done all the treatments. I've tried all the products I've done all of the hormone tests I've done, all of the allergy tests. I've tried to get it back on birth control. Like I did all the things and nothing, certain things made it better. Certain things made it worse, but you know, at the end of the day, it never got fixed. And even inside of all of these preps, he's always said, when you clean up your food and again, we go out to eat, we drink, I have dessert every day. We are talking about like cleaning up the food, like in, in a, in a mild way. Like I'm never having you know, boiled chicken and asparagus or tilapia and broccoli. Like it's not that it's more like when I clean up the food for things that sit well for me and my gut is happy, my skin really changes. I'm not dismissing that people could have hormonal things that of cause course. I'm saying acne for me. or yeah. allergies, but this, remember, this is the 10 things she has learned right. about her. Everyone's different. <laughs> you know? And we have learned along the way that a lot of the acne that she had was related to her gut. My gut is a fucking mess or used to be a fucking mess. And along the way we have, and here's, that's the importance of number one, being consistent and compliant long enough. for a long <laughs> time, right? Um, to allow opportunities to discover things like that. You know, yes. people want to fix things so fast. Yes. And don't realize that you're not that actually way. fixing something. Yeah. So this last prep was another one that I mm -hmm. noticed. It was the first time that my skin was a hundred percent clear. Like... It's gotten a lot better during other preps and over the years and all the things, but I stopped doing all sorts of treatments. I stopped using everything that I was using on my face that was supposed to peel or that was supposed to, which also I've noticed like anything that anytime I use something strong on my face, that's supposed to help peel or that's supposed to help do whatever I break out more. Like my skin is very sensitive. Mm -hmm. So if I'm not just washing and toning and hydrating and putting on sunblock, like the basics, it also gets aggravated, but that's all I started doing. I stopped all the treatments, all the like intense face things and just basic stuff and really cleaned up my food this last prep. And it was the first time in nine years that like eight years, whatever, that my skin was a hundred percent clear. And piggybacking on the food digestion, digestion, right? Cause it's that is on the list. For yeah. Her. 
listen, guys, yeah. like, I think that, that we can make videos on that and, you know, with, with more detail or, or more info. But I think that one of the things that a lot of people don't realize is that your digestion is not just how much fiber you're intaking, you know, your digestion has a clock, your digestion has reactions and patterns and yeah. it's important back to the health. I think, I think that, you know, probably you can intertwine those three, right? But they are, they have come and showed up in different preps in different yeah. ways, Yeah. but making sure that you are picking foods or fuel that is right for you is important. Mm -hmm. If you have a car that needs diesel, it needs diesel. If you have a car that needs regular gas and you yes. put diesel in it, not going to work, right? If you have one of those electric cards that gets plugged into a wall, well, oh, so bad for you. <laughs> but you got to plug it in, right? I just want patience for that. I'm like, it's got to charge. So anyway. it's important to fuel your body in a way that is right for you. And I think that in order to do that, then you just, you can't just pick foods that are good, right? Right. Because the foods that are good for her are not good for Bree, not good for me. Yeah. Uh, may not be good for you. So. Yeah. Figuring out your gut health. Figuring out your gut health is important. So important. And it will impact your skin, your hormonal fluctuations, your digestion. and Your all energy of, levels. And all of those things are good for you. Yes. And that goes back to doing this for you. Because if you walk out of a show mm -hmm. and your skin is better, your hormones are better, your digestion is better, you have more energy, that's a freaking win. Hell yeah. That is a freaking when you need. win. Yes. And most people, we say it all the time, don't realize how good they're supposed to feel until they feel that good. And then sometimes like backtrack a little bit and they're like, shit, like, okay, I get it. You know? So it's like digestion, gut health, whatever you want to call it is so critical uh, we have, you have done so many experiments with me over the years. Um, and the, the weird part is like, I've done food sensitivity tests, like nothing pops up and we have deducted or you have the amount of things that do sit bad for me mm -hmm. and the amount of things that do sit well for me. You have paid so much attention and collected so much data with all the pattern and not just for me, for plenty of other people that you coach, mm -hmm. you know, like. Tiffany talks about this all the time. Like it's life changing to have that fix. It's, it isn't just, oh, I don't go to the bathroom often or I go to the bathroom every, you know, three days. Like, yeah, that's a problem. But beyond that, like, how do you feel after you eat? How do you feel before you eat? How you feel depending on what you eat, the size right. of the food, the time of the food, the type mm -hmm. of food, right? Like how I have felt in times where I just get like a terrible reaction and mm. I'm just so bloated. So there are so many things. But it is so important to pinpoint and to figure out. All of that matters. Fix. All of that matters. All right. Where are we going next? Uh, that one. Okay. Posing matters so much more than everybody thinks. Talk about that for you. Oh man. So I, when I set out to do my first show, I was petrified at the thought of actually stepping on stage. And I know it sounds so ridiculous because it's like, then why would you set that goal? Like, that's exactly why, because I was petrified, but I wanted to be a confident, happy with myself more out of my shell person. Did I think I was going to keep competing? Absolutely not. But I did want to do it at least once to kind of like break out of my shell a little bit, hoping that it was also going to be like, all right, then I'm not going to be so shy all the time. Right. And when I set out to do my first show, I knew that I needed to do posing, but I really didn't take it serious because I was like, 
I was so uncomfortable that I avoided it really is what it comes down to now that I can look at it. But I made excuses like I don't have time or I'm going to go drive to this posing coach and then I never did and all the things. I did end up doing some posing coaching and I was, I wouldn't even do it in front of him. I was like, you have to leave. Like, I cannot do this in front of you. And he's like, you realize you're going to get on stage and do this in front of a bunch of people, right? And I'm like, I don't even want to think about that. Like, it was one of those things, like when I set out to do my first show that I was like, I am just going to like do the things and I'll worry about how that's going to play out once I get there, right? Like, how am I going to do that? I didn't spend time being like, how am I going to do that? How am I going to step on stage? Because I wouldn't have done it, right? right? It's kind of like, I was just as scared of giving birth. I was like, I never during my pregnancy or pre-pregnancy was like, well, how am I going to do it when I have to like deliver this baby? Like, I was just like, well, we'll figure it out when we get there. I don't know how to think about this. So it's kind of one of those, but I didn't give it, I didn't give posing what it, I should have given it considered. I had no experience considering I had never done it before and was petrified of it, considering how shy I was, considering I was not a stage person, considering all the things and considering the importance of posing that I now know I didn't give it any attention. And when I stepped on stage, I felt that I was like, holy shit. Like I was not prepared for half this shit. And apparently I did great. I don't remember any of it. Luckily we have a video. Um, I blacked out. I was like, I don't even know what just happened. I don't even know what I just did, but we did the thing. And I left that like really being like, you know, my first thought was there's got to be another woman who wants to go, you know, and do this with me, which we've talked about before, because I very much felt transformed through that journey and through that moment of doing something big and scary that I wanted to share that with others. That was my first thing. My second thing was also like, I really need to master this posing thing Mm -hmm. because that really, I, I was shy and I was uncomfortable and I was all the things, but that really made it feel even worse for me. Um, And as soon as we left that show, we got to working on that uh, for so many reasons. One, because I knew that I wanted to to do it again, but also because we started helping other people with their posing and and so many things unraveled from there. But we did hire great coaches that taught us so many things. And inside of learning from them, you know, I've also put my spin on it uh, in a lot of ways through my own experiences as a competitor and, and the many people that I've coached with posing. But I see it so often. We see it so often. How many people disregard the importance of posing, the importance of not just learning how to do it, but doing it ahead of time. Right. Uh, Putting in a lot of reps, which is what we call it, which is practicing and practicing and practicing. It's the repetition, right? Like you're not going to grow your glutes if you go work out glutes three times inside of your prep. It's not going to fucking happen. Right. You know, or your shoulders, like you got to go in there multiple times a week and get it in, right? And inside of weeks, that's going to compound. And then that, that shows up. Um, go ahead. Posing is, is the presentation, mm-hmm. right? Imagine, imagine your, your favorite restaurant uh, that has your favorite meal. And obviously, I know that that changes from time to time. But mm-hmm. imagine your favorite restaurant serving your favorite meal. Posing is what they serve it on. That meal is going to look different if they present it on, on a silver platter than if they did on the top of a garbage pellet, right? Like that's what posing is. So yeah. you can work on your physique all you want, but if you don't know how to present it, then you're not maximizing all the yeah. work that you're putting in to get there. Yeah. It's so funny because we do different things. He deals with all the physique and all of the nutrition and all the training. And I deal with the posing and the photo shoots and the fun stuff. And every time that we talk about posing, even then we have different areas that we talk about because it is very much so. It's 100% the presentation, but it also completely either fucks up or enhances the experience you're having on stage. For sure. Because how you feel about what you're doing shows 
So from a presentation perspective matters so much, right? But also from how you feel when you walk on stage, like, holy shit, like I fucking killed that. Or I mm -hmm. did, you know, I did that versus like, oh man, like that was really bad, right? So it's like how you feel about what you did really matters too. That's good. Okay, next. next. This is a good one. Not everybody is going to support you or understand you in this journey. And that's okay. That's okay. It's not for them. It's for you. Right. And this does go back to the beginning. People might support it. What I've learned in competing and then in every area of my life from relationship to parenting, to business, to everything is that people will support you as far as they can understand it. And as far as they are comfortable with it, the moment that you exceed someone's ability to see the bigness of what you're doing or to see just that you're doing something in a different way, the moment that it makes them feel like it's more than they can handle, then they're not going to support you. Right. I think, I think it's the same across the board, not just with this, but like any of you that have ever run a, a marathon, right? Like when you tell your friends, you're going to run a marathon, for example, let's just use, let's say I'm person A and this is my friend. Hey, I'm thinking of running a marathon. Drop my mic. I knew that was going to happen. Oh. I'll hold it. I'll hold it here. Okay. Hey, I'm going to run a marathon. Why? <laughs> I was going to say I'd be the first one to be like, the fuck you're going to run for willingly? No one's chasing you? I fucking hate running. I don't understand how anybody willingly chooses to do that. So if you are a fitness competitor and you have friends or family members in your circle that, are like, that you're gonna get don't so understand so why, why you're going to weigh your food or why you have to lift weights or why you got to do cardio. You're going to look like a man. Or, or insert thing, <laughs> right? Like they can't support you. Yes. My, my producer is signaling me to put this here. It doesn't work if I hold it. Okay. Producer says I can hold it because it's two different mics. A lot, there's a lot of different reasons why people can't always support you. Sometimes it shines a light on the fact that they're not doing something big or that they're not taking care of their health or that they're not making themselves a priority. Sometimes they think you're going to exceed whatever it is. Everyone wants to see you do well, no matter how much they love you, but they don't want to see you do better than them. It is a human nature fact, unless someone is self-aware and unless someone is also doing big things, even if they're big things that are different from you, right? right? It's a quote of like, you're never going to be criticized by someone doing more than you. Right. So if your husband or your best friend doesn't support this journey, it's perhaps because they can't understand it, or maybe because they think you're pouring more time into that than them, or maybe they have an insecurity of what that's going to do to your relationship with them, right? Insert thing. We've, I've gotten criticized for this journey in so many different ways. You look too skinny. You look too big. You look too muscular. You're going to look like a man. You're so obsessed from, the closest people to me, but the strangers on the internet think it's fucking awesome, right? So it's like, don't ever take it personal. Because it's not Very for them. rarely is someone saying something to you because of you. It's always, life is a mirror, not a window, right? It's always more about them than it is about you. If, you're, if you believe in what you're doing and what you're doing feels good to you, then that's all that matters. And the people who support you and the people who believe in, in that will be along for the ride and some of them will be along in a limited way and some of them won't and that's okay it's okay to leave people behind on any journey you're on like i said it's not just this like we can talk about how we do parenting different how we do business differently how we do our totally. relationship different how we do life differently it all comes with i was going to call it criticism but it isn't that it's just people that don't, can't comprehend it right. right and a lack of understanding doesn't mean that you have to not do it or explain yeah. yourself. okay you should compete in different places 
every stage I've been on has been different. And then you'll find your favorites. That's a good one. That's like a little like trick. It's not like a massive lesson. Uh, but I think it is. I think, yeah, I think it can be. What that means is a lot of times in our experience, we talk to competitors that don't want to travel very far to compete. And to us, it's like, it's an opportunity to travel. Right. You know, like, like, uh, we're heading to New York to go to a show that we've never been to. Yes. Then we're going to Las Vegas to go to a show that we go to regularly. Yeah. We were in LA a few weeks ago. Yes. Like. Yeah. As a competitor, of course, I've done Florida shows, but we've also gone to the Bahamas. We've gone to Vegas. We've gone to Jersey. We've gone to LA. Like we want to go to London and it's like, you should compete in different places. Think about, think about any professional athlete. No one just plays at home. Mm -hmm. People go play against their competitors somewhere mm -hmm. else all the time. Mm -hmm. it's, it's almost like signing up for a race that's in your backyard. But if it's not in your backyard, you're not going to do it. It's like, well. Right. Take it as an opportunity to go to, that's to a, go experience. That's a very limited life. And honestly, no two shows have ever been the same, even if they're in the same mm -hmm. place. So exactly. I've done Atlantic City three times. Always a different experience. Not just the shows, but the competitors the too. competitors, where you are. You know, how you feel, everything that's going on around you. Okay, you should set out to do one show, but you shouldn't block yourself to doing more than one. Explain that one, because you experience that a lot with a lot of the people that you coach. So I think a lot of times people, when they're using this as a bucket list or as the reason that they're going to transform, they can't see past that one moment. Yeah. So in their mind, they are going to go through this transformation. They're going to go on this journey. And they are going to make it to the stage, mm -hmm. but they have no intentions of continuing past that. They already decided. Like, They've I'm just doing decided, this, this one time and that's it. And that's and okay. I, and I have a few things to say, but I'll give you the two more important ones. Number one, all of the things that you did or do to get there, you're going to have to keep doing to keep that. You don't get there and then it's like, all right, I arrived. I'm in shape. Now I don't work out anymore. The opposite. Now you're going to have to continue to do that regularly. And if you want to keep that yeah. number two is along the way you change Yes. the things that you like change, the way that you dress changes, the way that you look changes, your standards change. And sometimes there is an internal conflict that happens where you had made a decision based on no information and you want to stay true to the decision that you made and you are not allowing this new growth, this yeah. new found thing that you've accounted to influence that decision. And it holds you back. You made a decision as your old self and your new self is there too. And now it's a fight. Mm -hmm. And I think that it happens, uh, even, even with people that do this, one of the things I've seen sometimes is even people that do this are still fighting to remain the same. Yeah. You know, there's a Jim quick quote that says, if you fight for your limitations, you get to keep them. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's like, if your identity is one way and you are doing this fitness competition thing to transform the way you look, but you are still fighting to not lose yourself, then you're going to have a hard time transforming because we see that often. change too. requires change. Right. Yes. And I think that sometimes those little things that you are holding on to, whether it be something like, your hair color or hairstyle or your outfits and apparel may not be letting you go all in on yeah. this transformation and it does hold you back. A hundred percent. All right. A setup show is always a good idea. This is way more than 10, by the way. A setup show is always a good idea. What is a setup show, coach? So when working with a new athlete or a new competitor, uh, there are always a lot of variables, right? Mm -hmm. You don't know 
you first of all, you don't know if somebody's going to execute the way that you need them to. But as you are getting ready for the show, those last couple of weeks where you are doing the, the last set of things to pick somebody for their show mm -hmm. can present a number of things, how their body's going to respond, um, how they're sleeping, how they're stressed, their digestion, whether or not they're bloated, mm -hmm. whether or not they're nervous, like a million things can happen. So I like the idea of going through a test show or setup show. Mm -hmm. And what that means is that initially along the way, we may pick a goal and say, hey, I think I'm going to compete at this show, right? Let's call it this show in November. But along the way, I say, okay, that's great. I think that we should do this show in October 1st to kind of test the waters and see how things go. And then that will allow me to see how your body responds to some of the things that I want to do. But then we still have three, four more weeks to really peak for this next one. Mm -hmm. I like that for pretty much everybody. But again, you know, you've got to have the, the time to do it, the ability to do it. It's got to work in your schedule. But a setup show also allows us to build momentum. Mm -hmm. And setup shows don't only go back to back like that. One of the best preps that she has had uh, was, I think, two years ago now. We were actually yeah. watching it yesterday. Uh, if you haven't watched our Road to Las Vegas mm -hmm. uh, on YouTube, you watch it there. So good. Uh, she was competing at Worlds in Vegas. In 2021. And that was her setup show for Atlantic City. Which was months later. Which was almost... So Vegas was in August and Atlantic City was in December. And what we were doing is we were using that show to peak for where we were at the moment. Knowing that we still had four more months to fine-tune... And, and see what we want, what he wanted to see different and continue on stage. To, to, to make progress. Uh, and it gave us more time to come in better. Yes. And what ended up happening it is that, that that Atlantic City show was one of her best ever. Yeah, it was really, really cool. And so honestly, setup shows don't need to be that close, yeah. but they are good opportunities to even see what that would look like for you. So you feel the feels, be exactly. on stage, work the kinks out in your posing. Mm -hmm. Uh, work the kinks out in your bikini. Maybe the bikini. Yeah, exactly. So many, so many good reasons behind doing a setup show or test show yeah. first. And you know, it for me, it, it felt so stress free. Like you should never be stressed, but there's always like the butterflies and all the things. And because I knew it was a setup show, and because I knew that my sights were really set on that Atlantic City show, it was almost like a practice run. So yes, I still came in looking great, and I did all the things, and I but I enjoyed it as such. Instead of like, all right, like this is my show. Like I meant business in that Atlantic City show. And I still had so much fun. But there was something very like just casual and carefree about that setup show. And that started to really become like a thing that I liked. Because I'm like, oh, this was great. Like I just came to, came to have fun. And I'm going to go do some more work to do that thing. So that was really good. That was good. Last one? Yep. That's cool. a good last one. Yeah. Your new self is going to cost you your old one. That's a really big one. People don't realize how much this journey changes them if they lean in, right? Because like you were talking about before, if you fight it then. But it's, it's a hard fight too because it's like impossible. Like it, it's going to cost this new you, this new life, this new everything is going to cost the old one. Like the habits, the patterns, the behaviors, the thought processes, like the amount of times in the beginning that I was like, who the fuck do I think I am? Like, I'm not a you know, stage sometimes, person. Sometimes you can say something like that. And I think that depending on who's watching or listening, there, there could be resistance because somebody might be like, well, I'm happy where I'm at. Right. And I think that that's okay. 
But I think that in the context of what we're saying is, um, for example, Junior was happy before he started karate, right? But as a result of karate, a bunch of things have happened for him. He's developed a new social circle. He participates in tournaments. He's developed all these things, including how much he's progressed inside of that. But his first day at karate and his last tournament looked completely different. Oh, yeah. And it cost him a lot of the habits that he had before because now he's got to show up to class and he's got to do the things that they do in class, right? Mm -hmm. And when he was a white belt, to go to yellow cost him being a white belt. And to go to blue cost him being orange belt. Like, yes. It just because you are happy where you are doesn't mean that you can't get better. Yeah. And that's why when you said, like, you know, like to cost your old one doesn't mean, like, oh, but I'm happy the way that I am. Like, no, you're not. No one is fully content with everything they got going on. And if they are, if you're that kind of person, then you always should be wanting more because there is always more and everything does come with something. I know plenty of people who are super happy single, but guess what? When they find somebody that they actually want to share their life with, it's going to cost them being single, right? Now they are no longer single. They are in a relationship and that's a very different life and that's a very different them. Does it mean that they were unhappy single? Not necessarily. Does it mean that they're unhappy married because they had to let go of that? No. Like it's just a different version of change you. Change requires change. Right. It's a different version of you. So it's like you could be the happiest person in the world in all areas of your life. That's fucking great. It doesn't mean that there's nothing more out there, right? Okay. I love living here. Doesn't mean that I don't want to travel. Doesn't mean that I don't want to see the world. Doesn't mean that I don't want to do a bunch of things. Like exactly. you can be happy. You can be blissfully dissatisfied. Like you always say, you can be happy and still want more and still want to make a lot of changes because none of us are capable as human beings to just stay in one place. Right. And you're not stay growing or dying, right? You're not growing or dying. Think and of, look at any plant, right? Nothing yeah. stays still. Nothing. Nothing. Stays the, the world same. is, the, the planet is moving. Unless you believe in the earth as being flat oh, and it's not moving. Let's not even get started on that. Can you guys let us know in the comments if you are a flat earther? Flat earther. Yes, please. I'd like I to actually, I don't believe those actually exist. Flat earthers? Yes. Please let us know in the comments if you are one of them. <laughs> we hope you guys got anyway, something guys, out of this. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Throw down uh, any questions you might have. Throw down questions. Uh, like we always say, like, comment, subscribe uh, to the show. We have another podcast. We have an interview next. Mm -hmm. um, but we will be back with a couple of collab blogs. If you've been on either channel, you know we've been blogging. Uh, our trip to Kentucky, some of the workouts, some of the things that we've been doing. And as we head to this New York show, there will be more vlogs that will be uploaded onto both channels. So to all of you that watch and listen, thank you for watching, for yes. listening. Uh, again, please make sure that you like, comment, subscribe, share, because it helps the podcast continue to grow and get out there. And, and things like this help those competitors that may have never heard anything like that. Right. or that hear any of the 10 things or more Heard than 10 that she shared yeah. uh, and gain a little bit of perspective. Mm -hmm. And I think that ultimately that's really what we want. Mm -hmm. Go do epic shit. Peace out, everybody. Bye, guys.